You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles' personal growth, and strengthen the dating experience. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live where you can connect with us on air. Have a relationship question you want answered? Send us a direct message on Facebook Live or Instagram at Ask the Martins. Or you can visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Are you ready, babe? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, let's get ready and get cooking. Okie doke. So am I reading? Wait, where are we? Um, you can so, okay. read, you can do that one first and then that one and then we'll see who else is uh, cooking. Okay. So first question we've got is we said, it says, good morning. My boyfriend and I have rekindled our relationship. Mm-hmm. Things have been up and down because we're trying to get back to trusting each other. We broke up because his female friends were more than friends. We both have opposite sex best friends. And I feel like this is a big problem. Um, this is a big problem. My best friend is just a friend. We've never had anything other than friendship. He is in a, I'm sorry, and he is in a relationship. His best friend was once his girlfriend, and it's been about eight years now um, of friendship, which she is single. I don't trust her. (laughs) She has to talk to him every day. She doesn't respect me as his woman, and she crosses the line at a all the time, I think that's trying to say. Mm-hmm. We have had multiple discussions on this topic and it's become an argument that seems to go in circles. At this point, I am not sure what to do. Um, And then, second one? No, let's go ahead and jump into that one. Let's just break that one down just real quick. Okay, go ahead, go. Okay, no, it's, it's, it's real simple. First of all, when you're dating, no one is obligated to cross anyone out of their lives for you. Yes. Uh, I, and I understand. You guys understand. Okay. You guys know the rule. You're you're single, single until, until you're, married, you're married. Right? If you want to, write that down for the people who don't know. Like say it loud for the folks in the back. Right. Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. No one is obligated to make a change in their social circumstance for you while you're dating. However... How they manage those circle, so their social circle regarding you is something that you need to begin to take knowledge of. Yes. Not to see how we can work this out, but to identify that this person is not really willing to make room for me. Now, another thing deeply inside this situation, he has, you know, it really doesn't matter who they, whether they're exes and they call them my best friend or they just my best friend. I just ain't never fooled around with them before. Mm -hmm. It really, none of that really matters. It just matters with priority. Now, here's the thing though. You said that they've been, uh, best friends they've they they're exes right and they've been connected for eight years right okay so what you're looking at is you're looking at a fixture in his life someone who's not willing to give him up and someone he's not willing to give up so now you have to Mm. take that data you need to take that data put it down and say okay i'm the new kid on the block 
I'm the newness, okay? What happens when I get old? What happens when the wax uh, wears off on me? What happens when the shine is gone and I'm just uh, his his girl, but his priority is still to maintain that connection? She's not respecting you because she doesn't have to because she he's not telling her to. Right. And, and I think the letter starts off by saying we're trying to rebuild after having some trust issues. Exactly. So I, my mic went down. So my question is, is what was it that he was doing that caused there to be a breach of trust previously? And what did he do to change that made you believe this was going to be anything different this time around? Absolutely. Um, Kenyon said something very important. You're looking and observing at his um, unwillingness to make room for you in his life. Yes. He is not willing to make room for you. And it doesn't mean that he has to cut people off. But what it should mean is that, hey, Am I going to be seen as a priority? And then if we're talking about a long-term relationship, even engagement down the line, then um, you need to know that this is something that he's willing to do. And and again, gradually to make sure that you're comfortable as that number one person in his life. Otherwise, I know what you're going to say. I mean, the thing is, the, here, here's the thing. A man, a man makes room for what a man wants. Uh, a woman makes room for what a woman wants. But we're talking about a man right now. So right. the man makes room for what a man wants. What you have to do is identify what he's making room for and 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 his the consistency of behavior. Understand that behavior is very um is is you can you is is defined by or not defined, you can actually see what a person will do later. You can well what is it? Um, predict predict yes predictable predictable behavior the problem where people stop stop being able to predict what someone is going to do or their expectations they don't know what to expect from that person is because they're fighting with themselves from what they want and what they're seeing Mm -hmm. if you give up what you want and put that on a wall somewhere and just write it down this is what i want does what i see match that's when you be able to see the consistency in his behavior and his behavior will always match up to what he wants. And if he wants both of y'all at the same time in his life, it's not going to change. The more serious your relationship get, it's, it's not going to change. Seriousness does not mean things get better for you. Seriousness means that you get more stuck in whatever he is doing right now. So that's, that's yes. all I have to say when it comes to that, just, you have a Take choice. Note: The problem is, is that the biggest problem for most people in dating circumstances is that they don't want to leave those circumstances because finally I got somebody who want me, or finally I got somebody or who's I talking right. Right. You know what I'm saying? They talking right. They walking right, except for this one. They going left. And the problem is, we we start writing off their left walk. We start writing off all these little things. Then we start settling for certain behaviors and characteristics that we don't really want. But because this over here tastes so good. We're going to go ahead and fall for it anyway. Man, I was talking to somebody the other day and she was basically saying he's got all of these great qualities over here. And so I've been dealing with this over here because of all these other great, great qualities. And what I said was you could have 99 of 100 amazing qualities about you. But if that one quality is negative and it's derailing who you are. It's derailing how you feel about yourself. It's messing with how you see yourself and, and really it starts to make you feel like you're not worthy of more Then that one bad quality will, will sink the whole ship. So don't look at potential. Don't look at what the other things are that they bring. Don't look at what they appear to be. Look at what they're doing. Even if it is just that one thing, 
look at what they're doing and say, is this something that I can deal with for a long term situation? Absolutely. Well, when it comes to dating, I'm all about throwing out the baby with the bathwater because that ain't your baby. In the it first ain't place. your baby. <laughs> That's not just a saying. Just a saying. All right. You ready to go to the next one? I am ready to go. I saw, I saw a questionnaire and I want to keep Did my a question finger, come in? Yeah, I want to keep my finger on it. Kino asked a question, so I want to keep my finger on it. Um, um, I don't know what it is yet, but I did I did see it. So you want to read this one and go to the next one? I will. I was, trying to, I was trying to tag hers. the... You go ahead and read it since it's from a guy anyway. All right. Good morning, my fiance. It's our, my fiance, my fiance is still friends with ex-lovers and I feel really uncomfortable about it. She has been having inappropriate sexual conversation with these guys, which most of them are married. She also gives her male friends more attention than she gives me. When I asked her about her friends, she acts defensive and tells me I'm being insecure or have trust issues. Mm. How should I handle the situation? Also, the, she seeks attention from other men. When I give her attention, she acts like I'm annoying her. But when her male friends give her attention, she responds totally different and flirts back with them. Mm. So here's let, let me start with this. I'm going to start with what she told you. This is very important. Pull in on this real quick. She says you're being insecure and having trust issues. She said those things punitively as if they were insults to you. Those are insults to her. Yes, you are insecure because she has insecure. She has unsecured you in the way that she carries herself and her relationships with her ex-lovers. Correct. Yes, you have trust issues. You don't trust her. Why? Because you see her having inappropriate conversations with other married men. Now, I want you to watch this with me, sir. Think about this. These men are having inappropriate conversations with her. They're married. So they, even though she's your fiance right now, they'll never give a doggone about your marriage. And I'm not sure if you're really ready to knuckle up and square off with somebody who don't care in the first place. Why is she your fiance? Because she's putting you in a predicament that's causing you to have to fight for somebody who don't want to be fought for. She likes your attention when she wants it. She gives, she said, and, and she treats you like a puppy, basically. You're the one chase, still chasing her. And I, 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 I'm going to be honest. Whenever I hear situations like this, I almost want to put fiance in there as a, it was your last bid at securing the, the prize. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was your last bid at making sure that she's looking to you as your husband. She's not treating your husband as husband. She's not treating you as a husband. She's not treating these other husbands as husbands. She's disrespecting their relationship as much and as she's disrespecting And the one that you got yours. is not yours, huh? Uh, exactly. So <laughs> come see a man who told me everything that I did. Janae but, said, while all us good women sitting over here single. That's right, Janae. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So the thing is, is that I understand your un discomfort, understand where your insecurity and your trust comes from. It's not because you're, um, it, it's not because it's a dysfunction in you. It's because she's dysfunctionate for you. <clears throat> Make sense? Yes. Um, and an unpopular opinion, but hopefully you'll agree with me. I think both of you are insecure to some degree. Um, I think as, as a woman, yes. Um, she is very insecure and something inside of her that has been broken that told her that attention from men is what she needs to survive. Something inside of her is making her feel like she needs that attention to thrive. Um, the other part of it is, though, is 
because she understands what insecurity and what brokenness looks like and feels like she's also sensed that in you. So I would even venture to say you probably, um, uh, paying her, you probably um, helping taking care of her. You're probably giving her a nice place to lay her head, doing nice things for her. And if she sees that you're willing to do all this and still stay while she does that over there, then she sees that there's something in you that is allowing her to do that. That's broken. That's allowing her to, I mean, honestly walk all over you. Um, and so both of you are insecure, but I think she is insecure and she uses it as a point of manipulation um, for you. Learn to draw brothers. Brothers, brothers, brothers. Okay. Uh, good men are out here. We come a dime a dozen, or not a dime a dozen. We come uh, far and few in between. So the story is told. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of them, but so the story is told. They're far and few in between. You, there's only so much chasing you have to do. All right. If she's your fi fiance, you should never have to chase something that should already be on your table. Oh, if it's not if it's not on your table already and and ready to be devoured, then then you shouldn't be chasing it. Okay, that's a whole hunting game right there. Men learn to have learn to draw that line. It was it's, like he chased it, he caught it, and she jumped up. Was like, whoops, like right, exactly, exactly, right. <laughs> like she played dead. No, I'm kidding. Right, come and chase me again. Right. The the problem is is that, and I know women do this too, but you don't get a chance to talk to men about it a lot because men. We, because, like you said, he's probably doing all these things for her, right? Right. A lot of times that's because he loves her, because he wants her, and he's competing for her attention and affection. So he's trying to show her. He's trying to exemplify and demonstrate that I'm the man you want. They already married. They can't do nothing for you but this conversation. Is that all you're good for is this kind of conversation? Right, 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 right. And so he's trying to show all the goodness. And so that's part of the chase. Let me show you all the fixings that I come with. Let me show you all. And you got to learn to um, you got to learn to draw a line and say no. Mm -hmm. You got to learn to draw a line and walk away. Um, I remember um, back before you when I was dating. And I, I, there was someone who was interested in me who liked attention. They liked a lot of attention. Oh. Um, it was apparent that they liked attention. They responded to all the attention. There was no one they did not respond to. And while they told me and showed me privately that I had their attention, I did not want it. And I made it clear. I don't go that way because right. I'm not built for that. I'm not going to compete. I'm not I'm not built for someone who I don't know whether I am the one. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I I'll I, I'll take an L right there. That's okay. You you all right. You you good looking girl. Got the guys are following probably some girls, whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. But you be okay over there with all your attention. You exactly. see what I'm saying? May your attention keep you warm at night. And look at look at look at God. Huh? I got me some Takara. And I got all her attention. <laughs> all of saying? it. But, but you understand what I'm saying? There comes a time where we have to stop chasing the dream, both male and female. There comes a time we got to stop chasing the dream and start looking at what we really want. Otherwise, everybody will be a potential but not probable. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Everybody will be a hope. Okay? A hope without trust. Okay. Um, somebody said, uh, what makes a man stay in this situation? Is it weakness asking for myself? Uh, no, what makes a man stay? You mean, okay, wait a minute. Let me make, let me make sure you're at, yeah, I'm, I'm understanding this right before I answer it, Damon. You're saying what makes a man stay in a situation where, um, 
he doesn't appear to be wanted, um, but continue to push forward anyway. Is that mm-hmm, like, is mm-hmm. that right? Okay. Here's the, um, don't forget Kino. I think you got to scroll up to get her. I did. I mean, I looked and I asked her again if she had a question, but there wasn't there. I got it. I got it right here. But let me answer Damon real quick since we got it. It's not weakness. And I think that's why men, that's one of the reasons why men stay in this situation, Damon, my man. We think because we, we think competitively. And if we give up, we blame ourselves for losing her. The whole, the whole verbiage around the whole communication and verbiage around relationships causes for a man to win or lose a woman. It never calls for the woman to to, to be recognized as a autonomous person in and of herself. Mm -hmm. Someone with her own mind, someone with her own brains. Yes, we chase because we love, we want, she's soft, she's sexy, she's supple. We want a little bit of that. (laughs) There are things that we want, right? Um, so there's no problem with that, but winning her does not should not come um, at the cost of of running out of ammo. I guess if if if, if that makes sense. That well, what I'm what I'm saying is is that you shouldn't have to exhaust yourself to right. make sure that you've captured her. A man stays in that situation because number one, because he thinks he's weak. Number two, because he's really in love. Yeah. He doesn't want to let go. Many of us men who have been through certain trials and tribulations, many of us men who have been cheated on, many of us men who have been, there are men, it's, it's very interesting, but we never really get a chance to talk about it. There are men who have been beaten down by women psychologically and emotionally because, you know, generally she doesn't tend to put her, her hands on us, but there are ways that they can tap into once we're vulnerable to them. There are ways that they can tap into our vulnerability. So, so at, at that point, we don't want to let that go. We've let we've opened up too much. Mm-hmm. We've given we've given them too much of us, and we're still trying to give her like this brother here. I'm still trying to give her attention, but she treats me like I'm a bother because you're old hat. He she knows she got you. She need these other things going on out here. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So part of that is is we don't want to be come off as weak, and we've invested so much into her. We don't want to lose our investment. I mean, especially when you got fiance or wife to the name. Yeah. Well, take away wife because that that's a whole different level of obligation. But especially when you got fiance, I've stepped out. I've 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 proven myself, right? Yeah. Uh third part is ego. Pride. We have pride. If I let her walk away, if I let her do this, if the thing is, is that men have this thing where we are privately lose our pride, but publicly we got to be seen as the man. Mm-hmm. So she'll wipe her, her feet on us and um, inside the front door, but outside the door, we'll make sure she t- t- treats us well, or we make sure we can portray a good image. So that's another issue as well. We have to learn to be honest with ourselves. Listen, this isn't good for me. I got to get this moving on because for this brother right here, yeah, I would sit down yet. with him like a little brother and like, hey, or, or, or a cousin or, or a side brother or whatever. I'd be like, bro, she's going she gonna to hurt you. She's, she's, she's going to be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore <laughs> for until evermore. she starts making some definitive changes regarding you, regarding how she thinks about you. Because that's disrespect. And once a woman disrespects you, you will never, it will be hard. I can't say never. Never say never. But it will be hard to gain that kind of respect back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It is very hard. It, it doggone near takes an act of God or an act of separation or an act of just just um, 
how do I say this in a very, very nice way? Oh, <laughs> is there a nice way to say it? Um, peeing where you stand at. That's that <clears throat> that that's where that's it it, it. it takes you to just stand up and be a man and just be like, look, I'm done with this. I'm done. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Get Did Kino's. you find Kino? I okay. didn't. Kino said, because it was the first one that popped up. I kept looking down. She said, why is it that many men want a good woman that's single and knows how to provide for her with her home? However, when they receive us, they're not willing to provide and jump into a needy mood. Um, mm. Well, that's... Well, it's... <laughs> you you want to hit that? Well, that, because I, it's a very general question, um, but... Here's the thing. Yes. <laughs> you start. Because um, I'm trying it? to find a nice way to say what I was... You go. Okay, and then Arnisha had another one too, but here's the thing. First, let's, let's, let's move out of the many men area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about what makes men like this do this. There are some men out there who are turned on by mothers. <laughs> Women. Yes. By women who got their own, do their own, stand on their own, and they can, and they're strong. Especially in our culture and community, there are a lot of strong women who provide for themselves, and 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 it takes nothing away from the women. But men have not. Men, unfortunately, in in some areas, in some cases, I won't give it a generational title because you can find them in all generation. But but what they do is they find themselves needy of someone to take care of them and so they portray that they could be the man you're looking for a man to be a partner sorry you're looking for a man to be a partner they're looking for a mother okay the only thing is they're looking for someone to take care of them that they're not accountable to the reason why it's not many men Uh i think the question we have to begin to ask if, if i may why is it the men that i meet go ahead okay I was in here like I was going to do some old spiritual moans like, okay, I was rocking back and forth because here's the thing that I've noticed about women like us. And I will I will put that out there Um, because men will say that they want a strong, independent woman to walk by their side and all of that stuff. But I think, um, of course, it still can be intimidating. It still can be threatening. And so what we as women have learned to do is treat our ability to be strong, treat our ability to be independent. We treat it also as a disability. Yes. And so when we meet someone, I see when we meet someone who says they want all those things, but also they want you to prove that you could submit to them. They want you to prove that you can let them lead. It's still dating. They want you to prove that you're going to be, you know, the the, the, uh, power to their couple. Then what we begin to do is we begin to just, all right, well, we're just going to pour all our love on them and we're going to do nice things for them and we're going to cook for them and we're going to do all of this stuff because I want them to know that, yes, I am 
um, I am a strong woman, but it doesn't mean that I can't be also submitted to you too. It doesn't mean that, you know, I don't want you to um, reject me because you think I'm going to be too strong for you. So we put our vulnerability, we lead with our vulnerability, hoping that's going to safeguard us when we meet somebody who says they want somebody strong. Right. Um, and honestly, it has the adverse effect every single time. You're not being difficult just because you're withholding that for the right person. You're not being difficult because you're not giving it all up to him. And I'm not just talking about sex. You're not you're not being difficult because you're not just giving it all up without seeing who he is and what he brings to the table. So the first thing is, is that don't treat their strength as a woman. Listen, ladies, I don't care how much money you make. You all woman. You hear me? Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's the real deal. Now, don't treat, like the car said, don't treat who you are as a deficit because it causes you to chase and try to avoid the rejection. Yes. You you should be, everybody's going to be, most women are approached by somebody that they don't, they know they don't want to have nothing to do with. It's just the one, the one that got in, got the game or got something going on that, that was able to unlock the door. Right. But at the end of the day, stop worrying so much about rejection and start learning how to reject. The more you learn how to reject the, the wrong person in your stead, the the better you the faster you can get through with them and start making room for the right one. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think again, we can't keep generalizing and saying all men are like this or the men. It's the men that you allow too close into your space that yeah. that does this. And so honestly, the the wrong dude, the ones that are going to take advantage of you, the ones that are going to treat you like their mother, you can easily spot them. You can easily spot those type of people. What happens is though, because they talk a good game up front, we we're blindsided by the things that they're really throwing at us by the by the game they're spitting at us. And so, are you looking at again? I always say this: how he's handling his four seasons of life. Are you looking at how he's dealing with difficult times? When he says he's going to do something, when he says he's working towards something, are you watching his progress towards that thing? Otherwise, it's like, oh, okay, you you got these plans, you got these goals, you got these dreams. We envision ourselves in that place with them and we start moving in that direction before we give them the opportunity to prove that they can actually be that partner to us that we need. Got you. Now, one other thing I want to say, because I did say I did say um, these are the guys that you're meeting. I don't want to I don't want you to blame yourself for who you meet. Um, again, you want to learn to disqualify the unqualified. That's how we put it. Right. Yes. But be real understanding, be real open. If this is, I'll put it this way, um, back to that deficit conversation. If something has caused, if, if there's a sensitivity in you about something that you think will cause you to be distasteful uh, to men, um, guys and girls, guys for women as well, but distasteful to men, um, that regards all of those different type things, the making, the being able to keep the home that and, and all that kind of stuff, that's where the game comes from. If I'm talking to you and I sense that this is what you want to hear because this is an area in which you've been been uh, either used or this is an area in which you've been rejected at, mm -hmm. then I'm going to hit you with that game, okay? Right. And many times it's intuitive. So, um, again, if you feel like you're too strong of a woman, I'm going to be like, man, I want me a strong woman. If you feel like uh, you make say too much money, I, 
girl, I don't. That's one thing that ain't on my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the conversations that's going to pop up first. That's going to make you feel comfortable about being you. Whatever's being used to be to feel comfortable, and it doesn't have to be that. But what I'm saying is, whatever is being used to cause you to feel comfortable and to cause you to connect and keep going on on along that line, be very wary of it. Identify it in the past. So that you can see it in the future. And somebody might be telling the truth in the future. I'm not saying be cynical. But what I am saying is watch behavior, not the words. Make sense? Amen. And be and be willing to be like, you know what? Your behavior doesn't match what I was hearing earlier on. I think I'm going to have to let you let you go. What, like the kids somebody, say, what the kids say, babe? That part. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought Arnisha had a question. It wasn't a it question. It was a she, statement. Yeah, no. she was canceling folks. She was can- yeah, Arnisha good with that cancel game. Um, so um, we had a question from Charlotte. Charlotte. She said, I've been single and working on me for two years now. How do I open the doors to meet someone? You get up. Slowly. <laughs> you get up, you put on some shoes, and you go to the door and just crack it open just My a Lord. little bit. Uh- <laughs> it's such a hard question because it is – Depending on what your preference is, it is hard to, and I want to qualify this. You say open the doors to meet someone. So like, it sounds like you have no problem of meeting people, but opening doors would suggest that you don't want to let them in. Or this is new. It's it's a new experience. Right. Um, depending on what the past two years looked like, um, depending on what it looked like before those two years, mm-hmm. you know, and if you've been working on you, there's a reason why you were working on you. You know, so value that. Value that. So, yes. So whatever you've been working on for the past few years, you want to make sure that you are putting yourself in environments and in a position that never causes you to go backwards. So, um, you know, the compromises and things that we used to make in the past, we are no longer making after these two years of working on ourselves. But then I think you do it very slowly. And getting back out there, as people say, does not have to look like I get out there, I meet somebody, we date, we live happily ever after. Right. It won't. It, it doesn't happen like that. Rarely does it happen like that. But what it what it does look like is you beginning to open the door to friendship, opening the door to getting to know people, opening the door to trying new things and stepping out of your comfort zone um, and things like that in, in a fun way. Um, but it doesn't have to look like all that, like, okay, I'm over here in the shallow end and somebody throw you into the deep end in the dating pool. I think it should look however you need it to look in order for you to comfortably inch out into a dating situation. And it does start with friendship. It does start with getting to know people and making sure that you know who you are in that. Um, if you go to askthemartins.com, we have our dating by design class that is there. If you go scroll down a little bit, you click on it, you can take our dating by design class. It helps you frame and shape the like your dating process so that way you can shape what you want without compromising who you are. So go to askthemartins.com and if you scroll down a little bit there, it'll have the link for you to click um in that. But Yeah, I think the big thing is learning how to date again. It it, it just depends if if open a door is a question of your confidence or a question of where to find them or a question of just how to get started, you know, it's, it just depends on which one it is. And if you could clarify, that'd be great, too. But hopefully Takara says something that helped you out right there. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see Tanise? Um, um, yes. So Tanise said, um, should you pursue? a Sorry. Should a woman pursue a man that she is attracted to? I'm gonna let you go ahead because I love the analogy you uh, use for that. Yes and no. 
here's the thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Qualify what pursuit means first. Right. Well, there, you are allowed, this is not a 20th century, 21st century, 19th century thing. You are allowed to pursue what you want. Okay. The pursuit for a man looks different than pursuit for a woman. Women opens opportunities or offers opportunities for men to close the deal or to close in on her to figure it out. Mm -hmm. The best analogy I have is dropping the handkerchief. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Dropping the handkerchief handkerchief is an opportunity is a chance to um, give someone an opportunity to pick it up. When they pick it up, they show interest. If you drop it and they don't see it, you might have to drop it again. Um, but you have to be, you know, you have to pick and choose those opportunities. And here's the reason why you don't want to, I'm going to tell you this. Um, and when it comes to men are better hunters than women and some things and other things, women are better hunters in this particular situation. Men are better hunters at getting what they are looking for. Exactly. How you drop the handkerchief will tell them intuitively what they are looking for. Okay. If you walk out with a bunch of a big box of Kleenex, well then, <laughs> and you start throwing this stuff all around. Not only does he realize that that's not a handkerchief, that that's a cheap way of trying to get whatever attention you want. Then he's going to start picking up a few, giving them back to you, looking at who else is picking them up, but he's going to get, he's going to try to get closer. Does that make sense? Yes. But if you've got something that's, that's a material that's engraved, that's something that's, that's, that shows that you are a woman of class and style and caliber and you drop it, he might pick it up before it hit the ground because he wants to make sure <laughs> that he shows you uh-huh. that the same value that you put into the handkerchief. And I know that's a very long analogy. It's an, it's, it's all about, Hi, how you doing? Or, or I noticed this, or it's all about, um, you know, asking questions, having conversations, going out for coffee, whatever the case may be, and allowing them an opportunity. And I think it's very important that you know upfront what kind of man you want in your life, because. I know some women who did make the first move and they're married to their husbands to this day. Um, but if the thing is, you have to know what kind of man you want because how that relationship starts sets a precedence for everything moving forward. Um, and so if you want a man that leads, if you want a man that pursues you, if you want a man that takes charge and things like that, if you make the first move, you have to make sure that if you want a man that still pursues you, um, sometimes they're just shy and they just need that open door, right. Right? right? But other times you have to pay attention because if you're the one making the first moves and if sometimes you're doing the chasing, then you realize that when you get into deep into a relationship and even marriage with somebody, that they've never chased you. They've never had to pursue you. So when you're, your marriage now, is in a place of deficit and you're wanting them to speak your love language. You're wanting them to, you know, do things for you. You've never given them the opportunity how to either. Absolutely. And so make sure that if you are going to make the first, you're going to drop that handkerchief that you're not like bogarting the courting process and not giving him the opportunity to pursue and chase and court you as well. Take this handkerchief. <laughs> like you take gonna take, you're going to take all of this handkerchief. <laughs> like you repeat. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Um, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right. The Roja. 
Um, she says, I've, I have been abstinent, waiting for marriage, and keep running into guys that lie. Some people treat my celibacy as if it is something wrong. I know it is not, but how do I date in a world that has issues with this? Okay, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's start here. Everybody has standards, right? Mm-hmm. The more standards you have, the smaller the pool you will have to pull from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your standard includes celibacy. Celibacy includes, um, has a, is, is a standard that suggests a very small pool in the 21st century. Correct. That's going to have to be something that you get used to. Mm -hmm. We're not going to, we can't, we can't sugarcoat that. That's because you're looking for a very special person. You're looking for a very right person and someone who honors you themselves and God. Um, if that's the reason why you're still celibate right. or someone who honors you and him. And so that's so that they could be your first. So I get it. But you have to realize that that's a small pool of individuals. OK, a very small pool. Now, not to scare you, but it's to prepare you. So that you understand why you're running into all these liars. That's a different pool. That's a bigger pool. Yeah. Dang on it. That's an ocean. It is. It's an ocean of liars out there. And you're swimming in it, unfortunately. Absolutely. And they smell the blood. These are sharks out there. And they say, I can have this. This can be mine. And I can be number one. I can be the first. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Um, or even if they don't even know. even Let's just say they don't even know that never comes up in, their, in, in, in the conversation or whatever. They still gonna lie to you because they want you. They want a piece. They it's, like you. They, they like you. And they want and they you. Want you. <laughs> but but the idea is to understand that this is the reality of the matter. Does it, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with what you want and desire. There is something wrong with the world. Um, right. And, and I'll put it. I'll even go a step further. It's it's for for uh, you, let's just say you're looking at you're looking at people who have who, who have dated and never been married. So you got that pool of people mm -hmm. who have and have not have sex, had sex. Right. Then you got people who have been married. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to be honest. Once you start, once you do it, it's hard to stop. So mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to find opportunities because what happens is, is that they'll say, OK, you ain't going to do it. But I got an ex over there who's going to help me out. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's human. It's human nature. What you need to do is begin to look for people who has the character to go against a human. It's human nature to eat, too. But we do fast. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you want to look for someone. Look for character. But be careful because uh, the other end of that spectrum is that there are those who who treat their character or their uh, ability to wait or their good guidance as a privilege. Mm -hmm. And they'll begin to treat you as if you're just one of many. So you want to be careful as well. You want someone who's just going to value you and, and adore you and, and love you for you. Okay. Yes. I, I, um, I have a question for you, for, who? for you. Because okay. I, I want to hear your opinion on this before I say this out loud and sound stupid. But I know you're against timelines and times or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But how do you feel about someone who throws out that they're celibate right 
in the forefront of, of that dating process versus someone who just gets to know if that person is a good person for the first couple of dates before seeing like, okay, if, if this can go any further, I want you to know that, you know, this is where I'm at. Right. Like, how do you feel about the difference? Um, to me, it, it's, it's not necessary. Which one? Uh, to, to, uh, throw out the celibacy piece up front. Okay. Okay. Good. The reason why I say that is because I mean, if you want to, if you want to just go ahead and charge through and start, uh, you know, knocking out fellas just like that, go ahead. I'm celibate. I'm celibate. Just wear a button. Might as well do that and just and just see who sticks around after the first date or after the first coffee. <laughs> but to be honest with you, as you're here's the thing. Oh, this is so good. Here's the thing. We try to. We're trying to navigate this world mm -hmm. and we're trying to navigate the world system, but we're still trying to have the same world conversations. Sex does not become the first conversation. Exactly. I don't um, care what kind of relationship you're looking for. What I'm doing, how I'm doing it, how I'd like to do it, all that kind of stuff does not become the first conversation. Who are you and who sent mm. you? Why are you here and what you want with me? Those are some of the first conversations. You don't say it like that, obviously. But those are some of the first conversations. Getting to know someone, because as you get to know somebody, you start to recognize their character. Uh, you start to recognize Absolutely. who they are as they work for, walk forward. Now, obviously, we got representatives, but it's incumbent upon you to begin to start looking through that representative. Just walk in saying, this person is going to send me, and it's not really even a conscious lie. This person is going to send me his best, but I need to know, you know, who he really is and just kind of get to know him. It's okay yes. to get to know him. It's okay to get to know a few folks. You're not sleeping with them, right? So it's okay to get to know a few folks at a time. And then as you get to know them, these kind of conversations eventually come up, but they don't have to come up up front. Exactly. And, and I think going back to, again, how we treat conversations or how we treat ourselves um, because we view our standards as a handicap. Being celibate is not a handicap. And a lot of times what we do, we shout it out up front and it's like, cool, well, if they stay, that means they're willing to accept it and, and we're going to happy ever after. If they don't, at least we got rid of them up front. And you know what? It's easy to do. Any dude will tell you whatever he wants you to hear if he has bad intentions to begin with. Absolutely. If you tell him they're celibate. So, yeah, you're going to meet some liars who say, oh, yeah, I'm cool with that. But still try to slide the hand under when you ain't looking. But when you have the mentality of I'm just getting to know you, I'm I'm not trying to see if I'm good enough for you. I'm trying to see if you're good enough for me. Right. And you walk into that conversation and say, OK, at every at every date, at every conversation, because you are not treating them like a happily ever after situation as soon as you go out with them, you have the ability to say, okay, it's like a game, right. right? Did you qualify yourself past this level? Cool. On to the next date. All right, cool. We did this, this, and this. We hung out here. Boom. Congratulations. You reached the next level. And then when those things begin to come up, you're going to meet somebody who is going to say, yes, okay, I will stick in with this with you, or you're going to have to see what it fall out. But like Kenyon just said, you don't throw sex out in the forefront of the conversation as soon as you meet somebody in a normal dating relationship. Don't do it when you're a, you know, in a celibate relationship either. Absolutely. And, and one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Him honoring your celibacy does not mean he withdraws himself wanting you. Yeah. I want you to really get That's that. Good. Him honoring your celibacy does not mean he withdraws himself wanting you. 
You want that cat salivating all over you. You want him to want you. You want him to really, really just mm, 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 every time you walk by. You want him to be attracted to you, but you want to see how he handles that attraction. How a man handles his appetite is how you will figure out whether he's a good enough man for you. That's how you identify his character, okay? Mm-hmm. How he handles his appetite. And we got two appetites. We eat and we like sex. <laughs> and that's just what it is. That's what it is. But um, a man who's going to iron you is like, look, babe, listen. I'm not. <laughs> listen, tonight, mm-mm, I'm going to have to see you tomorrow. And right. you're going to have to deal with that. But just make sure that you're not um, you're not thinking that he's not supposed to want you because he's definitely he's, supposed to. He's supposed to see. Listen, listen, the Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, depending on how, which translation you read, you got two people who want each other and they talking about it. They talking about leaping deers like breasts <laughs> and they talking about it. They want it. Their milk got milk like the Euphrates. Man, listen. <laughs> You got two people who want each other who keeps inching closer and closer and closer and then like, "Mm -mm, nope, I can't do it. And they bounce. Right. That's what it's supposed to be like. You're never supposed to be unwanted. It's just you have to have somebody who's able to handle the appetite. All right. One more thing, because you just said something very, very, very critical. Okay. They they're going to desire you. They're going to want you. You want the man who has the strength and character to not cross those boundaries, even though they want you. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Now, we can't grow without you, so help spread the love, rate us, leave a review, and share your favorite episodes. Do you have a question that you want us to answer? Well, just drop us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at AskTheMartins or visit AskTheMartins.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so that you won't miss your questions being answered or any future dope topics. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.